BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Freckled Foodie fam. Today's solo episode is, I don't actually know what we're going to call this one. I have to workshop it a bit because it's not really me deciding whether I want to have another kid. It's not me saying I'm pregnant with another kid. It's also not me saying we're trying for another kid. It's just something that has been really top of mind lately, the idea of transitioning from one to two kids, me feeling this like sudden pressure that it's like go time, according to other people, I guess. Um, My thought process around it all, your guys' opinions on having experienced it or having fear around it or deciding to be one and done. So thank you to everyone who submitted first and foremost. I really appreciate you sharing your honest thoughts and feedback. And to people who submitted questions, I'm going to try and answer them with my personal experience and where my thoughts are. Obviously, I can't speak to the transition. Maybe that'll be an episode in the future, if and when that happens. Um, I want to also say I'm kind of sick. So my voice is nasally and it drives me crazy. So to listeners who this potentially is driving crazy, I'm sorry. Hopefully it'll just be this episode. I'm also a little out of it because I am sick. It's Labor Day Monday right now, but I have to get this recorded for Wednesday's Wednesday's release. So bear with me. And I also want to put a trigger warning of sorts in this episode because I think my content specifically well, not mine, everyone's content can be perceived in many different ways, depending on the lens that you are wearing. So if you are someone who has been struggling with fertility, this episode might not be for you, um, because it might be frustrating to hear someone talk about this possibility of having a second kid without acknowledging, obviously, I'm acknowledging that it doesn't just magically happen. But people may be having mixed opinions on having children or a second child. I'm just putting that out there that I think as a consumer, there are times where sometimes content is not right for you. And I could imagine maybe this episode or this conversation would not be incredibly helpful if you are someone who is struggling with fertility. So I want to put that out there. Um, Otherwise, let's get into this topic because honestly, lately it has been so top of mind. Come on in, take a seat. So the reason I want to talk about this is because 
right now Liam is 15 months and we are in this absolute incredible sweet spot that I am loving so fucking much. And if you've been a part of my community or if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that the fourth trimester was not that enjoyable for me. Honestly, it wasn't necessarily the fourth trimester. I don't know when that really ends, but it was like months four to eight were really the hardest. I felt I was in this like newly fresh postpartum bubble with him where I was actually okay, even though I was so sleep deprived and felt like a cow in terms of being milked 24-7. I was able to like survive in his world. It was really when I started returning to the outside world and trying to socialize, trying to get back into work, trying to do all these other things that I didn't know how to bring him into my world. So I think months like four to eight were really the hardest for me. And then month nine was a bit of a turnaround for me. I started to find my groove. I started to find myself more. Um, I had stopped breastfeeding by then. And I just felt happier. And then I think I really found myself. So now at month 15, I'm really fucking happy. I am loving our life. I am so utterly obsessed with him. He is my favorite person. He is my best friend, my soulmate, my everything. And I'm enjoying it so much. I've also found this somewhat um, balance, I guess. It's never perfect. It's never going to be. But I feel I'm able to get work done and succeed at work while simultaneously really enjoy time with him. And I'm so fucking blessed that my job allows so much time with him. Um, Obviously, it comes with cons of being really confused of when I'm working and when I'm momming and constantly going back and forth with my brain and like code switching and that causing its own issues. But I really feel happy with where we're at. And that is why I'm personally terrified of the idea of having another kid right now. Um, And the reason this feels so top of mind is I said to my therapist this morning, suddenly everyone in this collective wave who had kids around me the first time, whether it's, let's call it four months before or four months after. I have a lot of people in my life whether I consume their social media, whether I know them personally. I'm not like outing anyone's pregnancy. I'm just saying in general, it feels like suddenly people are having their seconds. Um, I have friends who have already had their second. I have friends who are pregnant with their second. And I have friends who want to try for their second. And that to me feels overwhelming, which has nothing to do with them. Like it's me projecting my own shit. They're not doing anything that's overwhelming me. It's nothing to do with them. It's all about me projecting my own emotions. But I think what it is, is that I suddenly feel this like overwhelming sense of, wait, fuck, like suddenly the time has come where we're ready to do this. Like, I think it's, I did I miss this memo that like suddenly we're doing this whole thing again and we're jumping back into postpartum and our kids are old enough for this and we're supposed to feel ready to have a second because I don't feel that way. And obviously you don't have to do what other people are doing. And this is not changing my opinion. I'm not ready for a second yet. Um, And just because other people are pregnant doesn't mean that I want to be pregnant, but it's more so I feel like everyone got on this train and I didn't know it was leaving the station. 
Does that make sense? It just feels like, wait, a f- what? This is happening already? Suddenly it's go time? Like, we're in a stage where this is, I think it's more like we're in a stage where this is feasible. Like, it's possible to be in the cards. So that's why it feels very top of mind. Um, I guess to give context that is relevant in this conversation, because we're going to get into a few things. The conversation of do we want to have a kid? When do you start trying? Is it time to try? Is one that we've never had because Liam was a surprise pregnancy. So we had the conversation last summer or two summers ago, uh, August of 2020, like summer of 2020, where we were like, you know, realistically, we'll probably want to start trying in the fall. That feels right. Um, I I feel settled with that timing. And for us, it was we're more excited by the concept than we are scared. Because I don't know if you ever 100% are ready. I don't think you ever are ready if you've never had a Well, even if you have a kid that transitioned to two or transitioned to three, four, whatever. I don't think you're ever fully ready because you never fully can predict what it's going to be in any, like you can't predict the future. So you never know. But I also think that most of the time there's always a fear of like, what the fuck are we doing? Because there's so much unknown. So we had that conversation of like, yeah, in the fall, maybe we'll be like, that feels like a good time to start trying. And then we'll see what that process looks like. Who knows? It could be fast. It could be long, blah, blah, blah. Within that, I wanted to get a heads. And some of you may know this if you've been listening to my content for a while, but for anyone who doesn't, um, with that, I was like, I've had a lot of health issues in the past. I want to get just some stuff checked out beforehand, specifically because of my mercury poisoning, that was something that absolutely had to be healed before we tried to get pregnant. So within my blood work, there was one level, my AMH, that was incredibly low. I got it tested again. It was still incredibly low. My doctor wanted me to see a fertility specialist. I had a call with one because it was COVID. And she kind of jumped right to, you're going to have to do IVF, which was like very shocking to us. Um, And I was kind of obviously very overwhelmed because I felt like we just skipped this entire period of trying. It was just suddenly we're going to have to do IVF and that's the only option. Um, Obviously that was not the case because with that information, we kind of took the goalie out of the net, I guess you could call it because I thought that we couldn't get pregnant. Um, And that joke was on us and we got pregnant or I got pregnant surprisingly. So That being said, we never had the like, let's start trying now combo, which maybe is another thing that leads into this, like I'm scared or I'm overwhelmed or I don't know what this looks like to transition from one to two because we never had that specific period. Also, I think it's worth acknowledging and I fully haven't acknowledged this because I think I'm scared to acknowledge it, but Joe has definitely brought it up. Um, This level of mine that was so low that technically put me in this quote unquote infertile range, which obviously, I mean, I I was then able to get pregnant. So I don't really understand that, but that does cause me a bit of fear for the next one because who knows what this process will look like. It could be very different. Um, Your AMH, I don't think, I don't think it's possible to like go up in numbers. So I would imagine I'm still in that range, if not lower. And that is something that Joe has kind of been like, should we be, 
worried about this? Is this something to consider like with how long the process will take? I don't know the answers. I don't even know why I brought this up. I guess it's just a caveat and maybe a fear of mine that's underneath it all that I haven't fully addressed. Um, so that was our experience with the first like conception. The reason I am scared and overwhelmed by the idea of having another is postpartum fucking rocked me. I completely lost my self. I, I, I had a complete identity crisis. Um, I struggled with postpartum anxiety with really intrusive thoughts. I still have them every once in a while. I had one really weird one this past weekend and I was like, wow, that feels foreign because it had been a while. Um, I really struggled with postpartum depression. I was just a shell of myself is the best way to put it. And I think for me, I feel so different now. I feel so happy. I feel so at peace with everything and joyful that I'm terrified to go back to that. And obviously you never know if it's going to happen again. Just because you had it once doesn't mean you'll struggle with it again. Similarly with just because you have anxiety and or depression doesn't mean you'll have postpartum anxiety and or depression. Um, but I think the concept that it's a possibility or just knowing what it felt like really scares me. With all of that being said, we have always wanted more than one child, and we still do. Um, I am one of three. Joe is one of four. We've always wanted more than one kid. I always imagined I wanted three. I'm definitely not sold on that any longer. Um, you know, I'm definitely sold on two. The two to three is a conversation for another day that would be a very big, um, not debate, but conversation. I'm so scared of the experience of postpartum, but also for me, one of the main things is like, okay, yes, maybe I will struggle, but I can come to terms with that. I can, you know, get, not get over that. I can work through that. I know that there's a lot of the end of the tunnel because I found it the first time around. I have the tools. I know potentially what will work and what will not. I can set myself up in maybe a more, prepared manner for the second time around. But what really overwhelms me is the idea of taking experiences away from Liam. And I guess I should have also put a trigger warning. If you're someone who's like pregnant with their second and really overwhelmed and scared by it, maybe my thought process is not going to help you. So putting that out there. Um, but I am just really nervous of the idea of Liam like missing out on anything, missing out on having fun experiences with me because I'm pregnant and can't function because I barely could get off the couch for the first 18 weeks of my pregnancy or I am postpartum and I can't play with him or I'm a shell of myself and I'm not able to show up for him. Like that's what I think is eating me the most at the idea of it is that I won't be able to fully be there for him and therefore I feel preemptive guilt. I'm not even fucking pregnant or like ready to try, but I feel preemptive mom guilt of him missing out on experiences because of this decision. On the flip side, I know as someone with siblings, what a gift that was for me. And I know, and I hope that he will feel the same way when he eventually 
does get a sibling and maybe that outweighs that small period of time where I am struggling in postpartum. I also think that I can't deny I am really afraid of losing myself again. Um, Selfishly, I love what's happening with my life right now. I love where I'm at and I don't want to take step backwards. Um, Will I do it eventually? Yes. But it just kind of, it just fucking sucks that it's, uh, this is such a, not hot take, but like I know this will anger people, but it's such a sacrifice on the female body and brain to have a child. And I'm not saying it's unfair at all because I know what a gift it is, but it's a fucking lot. It's a lot. And I'm just kind of afraid to go through that entire process again. Um, So, and a lot of you feel this way because a lot of you messaged me saying like, I want my kid to have a sibling, but I'm just not ready to go back to the newborn stage. That terrifies me. One of you also asked while we're on this like newborn stage, what would you do differently the second time around to like set yourself up for more success? And I actually did a TikTok on this recently because someone else asked. Um, For me, I I think in my TikTok, I said like five things. The first one would be, and this might not even be in the cards because if you work in a corporate world, hopefully this is built in. But if you are your own boss of sorts, I would have given myself like a proper maternity leave. Um, Yes, I stopped like sponsor content and the podcast for two months, but I was still creating content. I was still responding to comments. I was still responding to DMs. Like I was very much working and that was not healthy for my brain. Um, Joe also only had two weeks of paternity leave, which is a sick fucking joke. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen to other people. I think that that's fucked up across the board. Everyone deserves way longer of a parental leave. And I wish I had really like put a pause on certain aspects of my work so that I could have just focused on him. It's really confusing because I know that those feelings and emotions were so fresh for me and it helped to share them because I felt it was almost a therapeutic action for me. And at the same time, I know that it really resonated with a lot of my community and still people message me saying, I just went back and watched XYZ of yours from the first trimester or from the fourth trimester or your breastfeeding stuff. And it helped me so much. And like, the reason I do my work is because I want to help others. So the people pleaser in me and the person that wants to help people and that wants to normalize this conversation and show all aspects of postpartum wants to do that. But I want to do it in a different way. That will have to be something that I work through when the time eventually comes. Um, I would have definitely, and I think we will hopefully, and this comes with many privileges, but have some form of hands-on help. It was just the two of us for the first like three-ish months. And while I wouldn't change it for the world, I didn't want someone living in our space. I felt very passionately about that. I wanted it to be our experience together and like building our team and unit. And I don't regret it one bit. Looking back, however, no fucking like no shit. I was so emotionally and physically mentally exhausted and drained. Um, So maybe that's like once a week having someone come and help through the night so we can maybe catch up on sleep or I don't know what that looks like, but just accepting and actively 
like looking for help during that stage. Absolutely off social media from a consumption standpoint. I struggled so much with this identity crisis and I think it was really like intensely magnified by consuming social media, whether it be influencer creators or really just like friends in my life outside of Instagram and social media because I was like seeing them live these experiences and being like, wait, what the fuck? Not everyone's in this with me. Like people are out there living a normal life and I'm just like here in this bubble of postpartum and milk everywhere and I'm depressed and I'm confused and I'm not sleeping yet people are like out vacationing. This is crazy. And it gave me this sense of FOMO that was so unnecessary, but I felt. So I definitely want to cut that out next time around. Honestly, I don't remember what the other ones were, but those are my three main ones. Um, So now I want to get into your guys' submission. So I'm going to start with people who say it has been harder to transition from one to two than it was from zero to one. Then I'm going to share some that said it was easier. And then I'm going to share some who are now questioning their decision of having two kids or who have decided they are going to be one and done. Okay, the first submission for saying that they believe it was harder is I'm three weeks postpartum with my second. So this person submitting is freshly postpartum. Um, And I have a three-year-old, so I'm definitely in the thick of it right now. But this transition has been so much harder than I imagined it would be. I was looking forward to postpartum this time for several reasons. I was in a great place with my mental health. I've been alcohol-free for one and a half years, and my husband and I were really clicking as a team. I was looking forward to the confidence I would have as a second-time mom. And while some of that has been true, I've never felt more underwater or overwhelmed than I have trying to manage two kids. The level of mom guilt is unreal, as I don't want to give less to my three-year-old, but the reality is that I have to in order to take care of the baby. I also am struggling to feel connected to the new baby, which makes me feel even more mom guilt because I didn't experience this with my first. I had a really tough week, which has caused me to go back to therapy and line up to and line up support from family to help with childcare as we find our footing. I am so used to handling everything myself, so asking for help is a challenge, but it's so necessary because I can't function at the same level on my own right now. I know this stage is temporary and will improve, but fuck, it is so hard. I want to say first to the person who submitted this, I know I responded to your email, but thank you so much for sharing so openly and honestly because I appreciate it and I know that this community appreciates it, whether it's someone who is considering having a second or someone who is in the thick of it and is feeling these things right now and felt alone and like they were the only one who felt these things. So thank you. Secondly, your emotions are valid, but I also think that you are doing an incredible job and we are just really hard on ourselves. Um, The mom guilt is so real in so many ways across the board of like the lives that we live, but I think that this transition specifically based on how I feel already about it, but also conversations I've had with some of my closest friends who have transitioned. Um, A lot of people struggle with this. But this is exactly what I'm afraid of. Like, this is really it. Because I've heard mixed things that it can be easier or harder, this transition. And I don't know what it'll do to me if it's harder. And the same things. I'm really scared to give less to my firstborn. But the reality is you have to. Otherwise, like, it's it. I don't know. You can't not. Um, But I'm really happy and proud that you are asking for help because I think it's so hard for us. I actually have a lot of thoughts on this. As a side note, um, 
I notice on social media, whether it be people in comments or people talking about creators on these like public forums or whatever it is, people have so many fucking opinions of how people care for their children. The mom shaming is outrageous. And there's so much of this like pretentiousness and judgment of people who have who hire or have family members to help with their children. And it's like, well, I I can never understand why anyone would like give a shit what someone else is doing in their terms of parenting. But there's so much shame around that. And it's like, why do we feel like this mom? Cause it's, it's always the mom shame. No one's shaming these dads, assuming a heteronormative relationship. Why do we feel like we, get to tell someone how they need to experience their postpartum or that they should be suffering. Like we should be encouraging these women to ask for help. We should be encouraging these families to have as much help as fucking possible to make their experience easier and to make the child's life as happy as possible. Because a happy parent is a happy child. And I fully understand that it's not accessible for everyone and it is a privilege. That is without a doubt something that I am able and willing to recognize. That being said, if it's something you're able to afford, if you hold that privilege, why is there shame on like using it and actually asking and hiring this help? And I'm able to acknowledge um, that that is totally like my shit that I still have to work through because who actually fucking cares what other people think of the way you parent. But I just want to encourage anyone listening whoever has like an opinion about this in a negative connotation. We should be encouraging people to get as much help as possible. That is something that we should not feel guilty over. It's something we should be encouraging people to do. Someone else submitted, I felt betrayed by the other moms of two plus kids because everyone was like, oh, one to two is so much easier than zero to one, but it's not. It is so hard. I get that people get their worlds rocked going from no kids to kids. I did. Hello, PPA and PPD. It changes a lot. How your lives are oriented, priorities, relationships, and that's already said and done with number two. Going from one to two is so hard. You have your first who you're deeply attached to. The kid has his, her, their routine, activities, etc. that you need to maintain. They still need you lots. All the while, you have a helpless newborn you need to tend to 24-7 and who you're trying to form a bond with too. Breastfeeding as a newborn while chasing a toddler, come on, that is hard as fuck. Then you get to sleep schedules. Younger kid naps, then the older naps, then the younger naps again. You quite literally have zero time to yourself and you wonder what you did with the time you had with just one. You constantly feel like neither kid nor husband, dog, house, friends are getting the attention they need. It's constant chaos mentally and physically or mentally and actually. Um, This is another thing that I think scares me personally is... I reflect back to like my pre-kid time and I'm like, what did I do with all that time? How was I ever complaining that I was stressed? And I'm not shaming anyone who doesn't have kids who complains that they're stressed because you are fucking entitled to your emotions. You are probably stressed. However, when I look back at my life pre-children, I realized, God, I had so much time. God, I had so much freedom. God, I had so much independence. Like if only I knew, and I'm not saying... you should be feeling this way. I'm saying me. If only I had known like what I had when I had it. It's kind of like the youth is wasted on the young type saying. And I think that's what scares me now because 
without fail, two is more, obviously. Like, there's more on your plate everywhere. And I feel I'm going to look back at this time being like, you don't fucking know how good it was. And I think I'm weirdly aware of how good it is, which is why I'm scared to change it, if that makes sense. Um, Similarly to the other person who shared, I really appreciate you sharing this honesty. I am someone who has heard that the one to two is so much easier than the zero to one. But I think that it is so dependent on your experience and it's all individualized. And that's why if you're listening to this, like these people's opinions cannot make your decision. That's something that you have to decide for yourself. We're just trying to share a wide variety of thoughts. Um, But it is, it's, God, maybe that's what's so terrifying. It's so much unknown. For me, I do find some level of confidence in the fact that one of the things I struggled the most with was this identity of like, wait, I'm a mom? What What do you mean? I am a mom? Huh? And I think that's already happened. So I'm hoping I won't experience that when there's an eventual transition. But who the fuck knows? Okay, now let's get into easier. Let's bring some light to the conversation. Um, as a mom to three, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and four months, the hardest emotional transition for me was absolutely zero to one kids. It was a full-on identity crisis. Your identity as a person who has children is already established when you have your second and third, etc. When growing your family beyond that first child, the quote that has always stuck with me is, no two, no two children are born into the same family. No matter what your parenting practices are, what you value, routines you have, they are constantly evolving. That second child gets the 2.0 version of your parenting because you inherently have wisdom you didn't before. You have firsthand experience and you know what did or didn't work for you. That actually really resonates with me because I, I mean, I said this in the beginning of the episode where it's, I feel like I have this now experience that I can lean on where, you know, for instance, the intrusive thoughts. I had those in the beginning and I thought I was like a really fucked up broken person because I'm like, why am I having these crazy, very, very vivid thoughts of like accidentally killing my child? And I hadn't heard anyone talk about that because I think it's a really uncomfortable feeling to admit that you experience that and you're worried of being judged. But I think now if I have those round two, for instance, it's like, okay, this is not reality, really. This is a lot of hormone, lack of sleep, mental stuff going on. It's okay. I'm not a fucked up individual. We're going to get through this. Similarly, the identity as a person that I was saying earlier, like I feel like that's already established where, okay, I am a mom and I've I've kind of come to terms with that in the good and the bad. Um, another one of you said, it's so much easier than the first time around because you've already done it once. My level of confidence as a second time mom was a bazillion times higher than it was with my first. You know what advice to tune out from those around you and how to lean into your p- parental intuition. This is another thing. I think back to like the fresh stages of newborn and I was so like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? When is this kid supposed to eat? When is this kid supposed to sleep? What is happening? What is normal? What is not? I remember there was a moment where Liam had such a bad like baby acne rash on his body as well. I mean, I looked up the video the other day and it was pretty intense, but I called the hospital at five in the morning or our doctor because I was fully convinced I'd killed our child and like he was dying. And I was watching all these videos on TikTok about RSV and I had convinced myself that Liam had it. And I was taking videos of his chest and his breathing because I was worried he wasn't 
breathing correctly and he was going to die in his sleep. And I, it, there was so much going on because I just had no clue what I was doing that I'm really hoping and just like putting it out there in the positive space of the world that that won't happen the second time around because I have experienced this newborn phase and I'm like aware of how to keep this child living in the beginning. Um, but those comments that you all submitted, I think are confirming to me because those are how I am hoping to feel. I'm manifesting that energy. Now I want to get into the people who are questioning or have decided to have one kid. I only have my one daughter who was born in October 2020 and people who are pregnant with me are now either pregnant with their second or just had a second or are talking about having a second. My daughter was colic and had digestive issues. This made my postpartum depression and anxiety go through the roof and I was pretty much miserable with a crying baby for months on end. Although now as a toddler, I'm enjoying her so much more. It's not without really tough moments or days, obviously. My problem is before having her, I always imagined that I would have more than one kid. After having her, I just don't know if that's in the cards for me. I don't know how to say that without it sounding bad. She is by no means the reason I wouldn't want to have another kid. It is completely me. I just don't know if I could go through it all again. And I know you don't know how each child will be. So this child that I could potentially have would make would maybe be completely different and quote unquote easy. But I just have no idea. I do keep in mind that the first time around, everything is a first and a lot of the things that contributed to my anxiety were the unknown and the second time around, there's a lot less unknowns, if at all. But I won't lie, even though I am unsure, I'm also really feeling pressure and not confident when I tell people that I might be one and done. It seems like I'm being looked down upon or even pitied at times, which isn't what I want at all. My daughter is soon to be two and I feel like if I still feel this way by the time she's three, then yes, she will be my only one. But I think that what I'm really grappling with is the idea of an only child. I never ever wanted only one kid, but I also had no idea what it meant to actually have a kid in the first place. So I think it's this feeling of accepting that maybe I only want or can handle one. We shall see. So this is very interesting to me because I think we can both come like, and I'm going to come at it from a different perspective. And thank you for being so honest and for sharing with us. So one of the fears I have is that is kind of the opposite in the sense of Liam has been such an easy quote unquote baby. And I don't like labeling easy or hard, but he sleeps very deeply and on schedule. He eats almost every food. We, yes, struggled with a latch in the beginning, but then he was a pretty efficient feeder. Um, All of those things being said, he is a generally very calm, really doesn't cry, like easy baby. I am terrified of having a baby that is the opposite because in my mind, I'm like, this is too good to be true. This can't happen again. Like there's no fucking way I'm going to be blessed with another kid this easy. And that's obviously pessimistic. I could look at it from an optimistic lens of maybe I just somehow have an easy child and God, how nice it'll be to have another one like this. But I just feel like that's not reality. And That scares me because I'm like, if I struggled so much the first time, how the fuck am I going to survive if I have a baby that is maybe more quote unquote difficult? And it's interesting to hear you say this because you're coming at it from a way of like, well, what my baby would probably be the same. Whereas I'm like, my baby's definitely going to be the opposite, but we're both envisioning a similar baby. So a like, we can never predict this, right? And I was having this conversation with a friend recently who has been struggling with fertility and has miscarried. 
um, multiple times and was saying like, and these are her words. She said, one day when I eventually have my child, I know it'll make sense to me and I'll be like, this was the egg that was supposed to be my kid. Because each cycle, it's that one egg. Um, And it was very interesting for me to hear her say that because then I thought about my experience and I'm like, wow, like if we hadn't had a surprise pregnancy and we had waited, it wouldn't have been Liam. It would have been a different baby. And like that makes me feel like it all did happen for this reason for Liam to be my child because he is, I can't imagine it being anyone else. Like he is my person. And in a weird way that kind of provided clarity for like the future, if this makes sense, because I'm like, it, it will all make sense to me, whether it's a easy quote unquote or a difficult baby, there will be a reason it was that specific egg. It will be the baby that is meant to be my baby for whatever reason. And, I think I'm kind of leaning into that and I don't know if that makes sense to someone else. Um, but for some reason it's provided me some like comfort. Um, but I also think that there is this pressure to have more than one and I don't know why. And I actually think it's not, I think it's maybe like the generations above us because I think our generation is potentially like, playing with this idea of having one and then I think the generations below us like especially Gen Z I see this on TikTok all the time it's like I'm either not having kids or I'm only having one because of environmental reasons or because of the state of our world or financial like also people who have these opinions kids are fucking expensive okay so we can like we have no stake in any game of telling someone how many children they should have not only do we have no clue about their like fertility and that whole conception, pregnancy, postpartum experience, this shit is expensive. And each one is expensive. And not everyone is in a place to be able to have more than one, whether it's finances or living situations or fertility. So I will never understand why people have opinions on other people's decisions. I do think it's because maybe most people, I think we could say majority, I don't know statistically, but majority have more than one. And people question whenever someone goes against the grain, whenever someone is doing something that goes against what they want or are used to or like expect, they project their own shit and can't comprehend why someone would have a different opinion. Does it matter to them? No. Should they have an opinion on it? No. But for some reason, it's hard for them to conceive that someone can do something differently than they can or than they want to. Another one of you submitted, we've always said we wanted one and even before the chaos that was trying to have one and now having one. This is something I questioned and judged for. So I think it could be interesting point. I think it could be an interesting POV. It took us a long and capitalized time to have my son. 14 months trying naturally, 13 months of treatment, including failed treatment and pregnancy loss. Then the 10 months of pregnancy. I also really did not like pregnancy. I was sick for a long time, anxious, had bad insomnia and more. We are fairly open about this being our only child. I will not go through IVF again for financial, emotional, mental, and physical reasons. Not to mention, I can't imagine doing IVF with a toddler knowing what the hell it is. I also have zero desire to be pregnant 
again. Also, as you know, having a baby is hard. We also have always loved the idea of a single child, but so many people, in all caps, think this is a weird choice to make. I've always wanted to be a mom and come from a big family, which is why I think my choice to have one confuses people. I think it's so okay to be one and done. There are many reasons I don't want another, but the pressure always seems to be there. The quote unquote, you will regret commentary or quote unquote, I bet you change your mind. Remarks are hurtful and annoying. Society loves to pressure us to glorify two under two or that single children are destined to be antisocial, bad at sharing and not well adjusted. We should all be allowed to have as many or few kids as we want on our own timelines absolutely like the uh, I had a conversation with one of my best friends about this in a different context she has always said she doesn't want to have kids and I've always supported that decision I've always been like you know what is best for you whatever you want is what you should have and there are some people who love to tell her oh you'll change your mind who the fuck are you to tell her she's going to change her mind? If she doesn't want kids, she doesn't want kids. Like, why does she have to change her mind? And why does it matter to you? And similarly to what this listener is submitting of people saying, oh, you'll change your mind about a second or you'll regret that. That would literally make my blood boil. Um, It's so hurtful. It's so out of place. So fucking out of place. And it's also none of your business. And you don't know. Like, This person specifically who wants one, if they were pressured to have a second, that could definitely be something they would regret. So I just, I I don't even know what the fuck the point of this episode was, if we're being honest. Um, It's a lot of me just sharing my thoughts. I do think these submissions were helpful, but I think that the main takeaways are like, A, we should be doing what we want to do, not what we feel pressured to do. B, I don't think any of our listeners are ones that are making people feel like they must do something, but maybe just like be aware of the commentary we make in terms of these conversations and many others and see we're never going to fucking know what's ahead of us. I think that's like the bottom line. It is a lot of unknown. And yes, that's terrifying. But also what I try to do and like this whole new choosing joy era I'm in is like be excited by the unknown because I had no idea that like having a kid would bring me this level of happiness and emotion and maybe that'll happen again and what a wonderful thing that would be. So thank you guys so much for listening to the people who submitted their stories. I obviously wasn't able to share all of them but I so appreciate you being comfortable and honest and willing to share on such a personal topic to the listeners. You guys know I love you. We hit a fucking million downloads. I cannot, I mean, I can believe it, but I'm so overwhelmed and proud and grateful. And it's all because of you guys. I love how much the show has meant to a lot of you. I love the growth that we are experiencing. There's a lot of fun stuff coming. Just buckle up and get ready. But Thank you so much for listening. You guys are the reason I do this. And I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on this episode, whether it's over a DM or sharing on your story. Make sure to tag me at Cameron Oaks Rogers. We did change my handle. I know I have to record a new closing. I will get to it soon. Um, Or at FF and Friends Pod. And I hope in some way this helped you, whether it was on this decision or getting more insight on this decision, or you're just someone who's far off from having kids, but you're curious. Thank you again for listening. You guys are the greatest. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at Pod on Instagram and me at Freckled Foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.